You're listening to the Boundless Authenticity Podcast, where we discuss everything related to the evolution of human consciousness. At the very least, people need to understand that the United States builds bunkers, which are basically cities underground every three months. Basically, when you dream, you tap into your subconscious. It is your nocturnal intuition, your creativity and imagination unchained from conscious reason, ego and logic. They're biologically alive, but they have no soul. They have AI consciousness. They can alter your conscious of the brain if they get in the brain. We live in a multidimensional reality. Whether it comes through esoteric information in the spiritual realms or the UFO people, experiencers, or mainstream through quantum physics and through mainstream science now realizing that parallel dimensions probably exist. We're all spiritual beings. We're all having these human experiences. We've heard that phrase over and over and over. But what does that really mean? questions of life we have these answers inside of our soul we're ultimately studying the nature of what it is to be human good and evil our psychology how we think and our health that's why i love bruce lee's great quote all knowledge is ultimately self-knowledge the boundless authenticity podcast thanks for tuning in to another episode of boundless authenticity my guest today is loomis host of chanted down podcast and an old-school truth seeker, philosopher, and lots of other things. Lumis, what's happening? Hey, Jehan, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's good to have a chat with you about all the fucked up shit that's going on in the world. We're just gonna <laughs> chant it all down, as you say. Um, well, I gotta ask Sir. you one thing, though. What was it that really drew your attention to the fact that something was wrong in this world well let's see i think i think when i grow grew up i could see my parents both working full-time and stressing all the time and i knew there was something wrong with the way that we were poor and never getting ahead and they were still just slaving away and when I got out of high school, I r- thought there'd be more to life than just do- going to work every day and doing what people do. I thought maybe there was something more exciting in the world. I don't know why, but when I got out, I realized a real cold reality that, yeah, the world is cold. And I knew that from even police being corrupt when I was younger. But what really did it for me is I met an insider of the system, I would call him someone high up later on in my life. And I can get into that story if you like, it's a long one, but, um, that was where I learned how this world worked. And then all those little strands of like unfairness and why my parents were working so much and why things are such a struggle and why the cops are so corrupt and all these other little things, the little components, uh, made sense because I understood how this world works by an insider. So then I was able to really like piece together this system and really recognize it for what it really is. And so that's when I really realized, but throughout my upbringing, I did realize something was wrong for sure. Makes sense. (laughs) Didn't you ever wonder how it is that other people don't notice? Yes, I do. And I think most people know 
that there's something wrong. It's kind of like when you're driving down the road and you, the, you, you have a flat tire, but you're not certain you do yet. And it's making a funny noise, a little like rumble and the steering's a little bit pulling to the side, but you just don't understand exactly what's going on. You just think maybe it's a rough road, but if you actually realize and got out you realize you have a flat tire, I think more pe- a lot of people who just haven't realized the full magnitude of, of what, what is going on and who is behind this course too. And, you know, we can, it, all the, the many different, what I call the systems tentacles, which is a series, a mini series of shows I did, um, explaining the system to people because the system, it, people don't see the system. They see, uh, a, a bunch of unconnected things that don't seem to, uh, have any meaning to them, but when they realize who's behind it all and what it's for your enslavement, then you can put together basically a beast with all of its system, with its tentacles attached that, um, all is here to keep us down, keep us from being free autonomous beings and keep us from becoming aware and, you know, from thriving, basically keep us from thriving. So yes, I wonder too, why uh, so many people can't see it. And I, I sometimes get on the, in the, under the opinion that some people are just not here to wake up, but I feel like they have the ability to. So I, I'm still confused on that myself. Like why can't some people see it and one, why can't, why can some, and I, I know there's one reason and I can say this for certain. And that is people that are more invested in the things in the system, whether it's through any schooling they had or their career or their money, those people are more caught up and they don't chant it down as I say. So they are invested in this life so much that, that that's in the way from them seeing the truth. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> That's one of the reasons the internet doesn't like me so much. I think we forget as well when we're trying to spread this message that the internet is a military system. It's not really here for our entertainment. It's just here to track us. So people are on here and they, you know, it's kind of like whatever you look for, you're going to find. But if you don't know what you're looking for, you don't know what you're going to get on the other side of that search either. So I think that a lot of the internet, and especially the way it's being scrubbed in the past few years, kind of redirects people back to their regular everyday reality. And that's one of the main goals of the system, to keep redirecting you back to their agenda, no matter what happens. I think uh, it's difficult. Yeah, it, it really is difficult because there's people that will... Maybe they'll want to check out your podcast or something and they'll see the title and they'll be like, ah, this looks like some conspiracy stuff because the the rest of the internet told them that anything to do with this kind of stuff is just a conspiracy. It's not real. It's fake. And they are so willing to believe that. But then also, I think there, like you said, there's a, a lot of people who are capable of waking up. And I wonder if they just don't want to. I wonder if they're just scared wonder about all this stuff all the time i know all the different technical reasons and stuff in my work why they won't but i still sit here with a head full of knowledge racking my brains every day like what is wrong with you people your shit is broke (laughs) (laughs) yes it's true i i know um there there is 
there is a, a lot of people that just want to go along to get along. Um, a lot of people that find the world very, very, uh, very, very, um, overwhelming as it is. And so I think with a lot of people, they just want to go home. Uh, they want to, you know, want to go to work, get it over with, go home and they want to just support their family and to hear that there's these giant conspiracies for some people, I suppose is just too, too much for their time. Like it kind of ruins everything that they're working toward, but in reality, it's us with our backs turned. Well, not you and me and people that listen to your show usually, but like people, the general masses with their backs turned that have caused this situation to happen. It's because people aren't, they're, they're not, um, they're not looking at what we need to look at. We need to look at the negative. And I know there's a lot of people out there that will tell you things like, Oh, don't focus on the negative and you're going to make it worse. But it's because we haven't been looking at what I call humanity's blind spot for so long that that darkness grew and grew. And it's just, um, completely, uh, taken us over. Now, the thing I want to go back about what you said about the internet, the internet is a trap. It was created by DARPA. It was created for, it's their technology, their military technology. And they're here. It's here for us to be addicted to it. It's here for us to, you know, like, okay, we'll lose a few freedoms to keep this internet or whatever it is, because we, they got everybody addicted to these apps and these, this time spent on this thing when re in reality, that's a trap. That's, I mean, the internet or the web is a trap or even online, like you're on a fishing line, you're hooked and you know, it's all right there in the wording. And so it's like, people don't see it, uh, because you know, the food tastes good, so to speak, the movie's good, you know, of course they make it good because they make junk food taste good. So we eat it. They make junk material, uh, junk, junk, uh, programming. So we like it and we get addicted to it and they know how they have, are these controllers have the playbook for humanity. They know how we work better than ourselves by far. And so, I guess um, where I'm going with this is just that, yes, uh, people are invested in a trap. And I, I see I see it coming soon that people are really going to uh, realize that as the walls come closing in, not to want to leave, you know, your audience with um, anything negative to feel because you never want to take this information in as like, Oh no, it's all over. It's gloom and doom. We can stop this. And, and many people can, if they wanted to wake up, but the problem is we're, we're at the will of the masses. And when the masses are looking at, you know, the shallow things that they are and continuing to propagate this life that we live in, we are, uh, unfortunately subject to the masses. So in order for us to win on our side, we have to change their, we have to change their worldview. And that's a very difficult thing to do. But I, one thing that has happened over the years, as you know, is because everything's gotten crazier since COVID and all these, these, you know, agendas since a lot more people are waking up. They're like, Oh, wait a minute. Because I think the elites actually got sloppy for once where it wasn't so incremental. It was like, boom, 
We are now here in a lockdown. I mean, they do that in prisons. So suddenly more people are waking up and there's more podcasts than ever. So there, there's good things too. I never want to leave the audience with it's all, it's all dark, but we have to take this dark information in as empowerment because it helps us understand how the world really works. I agree with you. It's kind of like you go to the doctor and the doctor says, oh, you got gangrene on your leg. If we don't do something about that, you won't have a leg. <laughs> you know, people yeah. just, they're like, oh, it's negative. Or they do the whole thing where they're like, um, well, I don't know if there's anything I can do about that. So they just stick their head back in the sand and go back to their regular life, you know? It's like, well, that's the problem. Billions of people are saying the same thing. What can I really do to, to change that? And that's one of the biggest nails in the freaking coffin right there. Right. And well, I mean, if we all look, I mean, you do what you do. I do what I do. And I've been doing my podcast almost 10 years now. And it's gotten to where I've had a lot of people. I thought I was talking to nobody for many years. I was like, I'm just making this for myself or maybe it's for my kids down the road or something. Well, no, people write me that I help wake them up or I help them through. And I'm like, what? Really? Wow. I didn't know I was that far reaching. So what one person can do is a whole lot. So it's, it's like the, that whole mentality, like, what can I do? Well, actually a lot of people can do a lot of things, especially when you wake up experts in certain fields. You know, if you wanted to wake up an expert in, I don't know, um, atmospheric changes in the weather, somebody who's like, well, wait a minute, this isn't right. Then they'll realize that they're spraying in the skies or, you know, some kind of expert in, uh, you know, manipulation. I mean, there's so many different fields. If you could just wake these people up, they would be able to do a lot more too. So, so yeah, one person can actually do a whole lot. I mean, look at Martin Luther King, look at, uh, so many different people that just individuals in our society that did a whole lot in their, in their lifetime. And usually they were off too, because you know, they, that, that just shows how scared they are too. If they have to kill off somebody who's doing a lot, then you know that they're scared too. And that's it. They're scared. These, these elites are scared of, uh, of humanity. They're scared of us so much. They have to poison our food, air, and water. They have to constantly hold us down with frequencies and everything they can, because they do know that humans can be very powerful. One human can do a whole lot. So I, I never want to discourage anybody that, that is, uh, you know, thinking, well, what can I do? Well, actually you can do a lot. You can even quit your job and start trying to save the world if you have to, you know? Yeah, absolutely. For some reason, people are under pay, pay check, mind control, and you don't want to quit their job. It's like, well, you don't have to quit your job. You keep your mouth shut at no. your job and you can start a podcast on the evening or you can not buy bread that has calcium propionate in it and you can tell all your friends why you didn't and they can go look it up and they can be like oh what the hell billy you're right and then they can all stop doing that you know but it's about taking our power back in any way that we possibly can and i think people get overwhelmed with that sometimes and they think oh that sounds like a lot to do but it's really not you just do little by little you know it's kind of like rebelling against your parents you just found a way you know you wanted to sneak out at midnight you sure as hell got um pretty sneaky 
when it came time, you, you got to be like an addict or something that wants to score. Like nothing's going to stop that guy from getting that heroin or whatever, you know? So yeah. you kind of have to be like that, you know? But you mentioned the chemtrails, and it's something that really pisses me off. I know you just did a presentation on this, so go ahead and hit me with it. Oh, yeah. So I just did a live stream back in January called what happened to cobalt blue skies and cobalt blue skies are what our skies should look like without all this spring. And the reason why I did it, I mean, I've, that was my 14th part of my mini series called the real Skyfall. And so if you go back to 2013, when I first started chant it down, the James Bond movie Skyfall came out around that time. And I was like, well, what's really falling from the sky? This stuff. So that's where I use the play on words. I know it probably has less meaning now, but it's so why I came and did this presentation is I've realized that now that COVID's done, at least for now or whatever they're planning, you know, where, what, what is the other invisible boogeyman that they have out there that they're scaring us with? And that's climate change. And so I really wanted to get this, a uh, clearly, uh, put together, easy to understand way for beginners to latch on to the fact that they're spraying the skies because it's really a twofold talk. Yes. Um, climate change, what they're saying is a hoax, but what they're doing with the climate with this spring is not a hoax. It's changing our weather for certain. So it's like, you have to understand what they're saying. So I had to get out of that. I actually had to get a lot of stuff out of the way in order to actually explain what's going on, because there's a lot of, uh, cul-de-sacs in this, in this, uh, this chemtrail awareness because even even the the that they say oh they're going to block out the sun well yes but they're not always blocking out the sun it's more about weather modification so i had to even get some of that stuff out of the way because if you look in you know not on your nightly news but in some back article they even talk about what they call geoengineering and geoengineering is to save us from global warming. Well, when you know global warming is a hoax, then you have to realize that, okay, then why are they saying they're going to do it? Well, they're not going to do it. They've been doing it. So you have to go through a lot of little cul-de-sacs and break through in order to really understand what's happening with chemtrails, what's been happening. And for the first time in all the different shows I've done about it, I put up graphs and I put up, uh, you know, um, info, uh, stats on what these things are doing to our weather since they started to do them full scale, what they're doing to our bodies, all the different, uh, disease that is, that has come out since they've been doing this. And it's really big. And it's like the biggest, one of the biggest elephants in our living room. I feel like, yes, we can focus on what Klaus Schwab is doing. You can focus on what Bill Gates is doing in the world economic forum. But I kind of feel like that's almost for our, our consumption a bit. There's a lot of people focused on that. Meanwhile, in the background of our lives, they're spraying our skies and manipulating our weather, our bodies, our health, um, and so to me, that's one of the most important things is to really get this message out. And I, there's been some great films out there, Franken Skies, uh, made by Matt Landman. Shout out to Matt Landman. Good, good, uh, true speaker into this as well as a what in the world 
and why in the world are they spraying are some good films to watch, but they don't get at too much coverage. So I feel like this needed to be refreshed in everybody's minds. At least it's listens to my circle that would, um, you know, and share the video out. Uh, hopefully it has been, but yeah, it just seems to me that this is one of the biggest things we need to be focusing on is getting a clear understanding of what they're doing, why, why they're doing it and, um, really get it to where even the simplest of people can understand it. Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, it's a major deal, even from just one small perspective that, and this perspective can be validated by any current medical research. There's toxic metals in this stuff. You breathe it in, it gets trapped in your brain. Your teeth get affected because all the calcium gets pulled away from your bones and your teeth and things like that. When this happens, you end up with brain fog, you end up with autoimmune, you end up with what they call Lyme disease, all kinds of different things as a result of things that are happening with this. Uh, you know, it affects asthmatics, it affects old people, it affects even healthy people. Might be running down the street and be like, oh, I'm out of breath, I have no idea why. And they look up, and because they're programmed to see a sky that isn't there anymore, they just don't see anything wrong with that. And they go to the doctor, and the doctor makes up some tragic shit. <laughs> you know, and next yeah. thing you know, they're on medication, and, and they're stuck in that revolving bullshit cycle. And it's really sad. It's... Um, it's difficult to explain to people. I mean, I told you what, what happened to my mom when we were on the beach or something, and she looked up and she saw him actually spraying for the first time ever, and she started to believe me a little bit. So it's like you got to wait for the, the cracks to kind of open up, and then you just pry your way through there with people a little bit and be like, hey, we see you this, you know, you can go to geoengineeringwatch.org or whatever it is and learn all about this stuff if you want to. But I don't know what really has to happen for the masses to, to accept this. No, I can't even say wake up, because they see it. They just don't want to accept it. And um, you mentioned the thing about <laughs> Klaus Knob and the World Economic Forum, which is a big, big distraction. I feel like because the people that treat us like sheep on this human farm are so good at psychology that they're almost playing off of our inner eight-year-old where we develop superhero worship but then along with that also comes the concept of a villain you know and so they like to lead people who are otherwise well-intentioned down the garden path with these distractions and bill gates is going to do this and Klaus and Knob is going to do that and they kind of I don't want to say they are playing us for fools because they obviously do play a role in this Yeah, but they are very good at directing our focus towards one kind of energy system or another and then we don't actually talk about what's important which is the solutions aspect yeah, the 
what you said about, I mean, going back, there's a couple things. What one thing, what you said that is, um, I don't know, like it actually is really simple. Like people can see it. So it's one of the easiest conspiracies to tell someone about because they can see it actually happening if they wanted to spend five or 10 minutes looking at the sky. So there's that. Um, you'd think that more people would be concerned, but people's people are, you know, mind control. But the, the, what the other thing you're saying and, and the focus on the World Economic Forum and all these assholes is, well, this is my thinking. And, and I may be a little off on this, but I'm, I'm thinking you're thinking the same way, too, is there's been a bigger awakening. There's a lot of us now. There's there's there is a lot of us from. 9-11, there was a lot of us from different things, and then COVID, a lot of people. So there's enough people that they can actually manipulate and play off of that know what's going on. Like, yeah, the average Joe walking down the street, they don't know who Klaus Schwab is. They don't care about Bill Gates. They don't. They think he's a philanthropist and he's doing a great thing for humanity. And of course he's not, but um, there's us. And so I call it truther public consumption. It's like, here, look over here look at what they're doing while the magician's saying, you know, do that. And they're doing something over here. And so that's kind of what I see it as. I see it as like, uh, we're, we're staring at like middle management and getting all upset about what they're saying. Well, meanwhile, the real controllers who we don't even see who own Bill Gates and, and Klaus Schwab and everything that own these round tables and beyond up the pyramid of hierarchy, they, um, they they do what they do and they they have contingency plans so i feel like that people need to spend less time focusing on what the those those middle management people are doing yes they can they might make these 15 minute cities but that's that's far from happening i mean like seriously like that is like um a depopulated world maybe they can do that in their the un's uh uh goals of, uh, what do you call it? Of, um, development goals. They have those things are, are, uh, just like in a depopulated world, maybe that will work, but in reality, we're not going to own everything and be happy. And it's going to take a lot of people to, uh, you know, to get through in order to actually do that. Like your average Joe is going to actually defend himself from the UN's sustainable development goals and, and the world economic forum and all that from actually making these plans happen. So I feel like, Hey, truth or people look over here and we're looking at that while they're doing other things on the side, such as chemtrails, such as, uh, all this tech, this, increasing on our us with this this that's actually what i'm going to be doing a live stream about today and um you know such as uh 5g frequencies and uh things that we're not paying as much attention to and whatever they feel like rolling out i mean as as we speak they're talking about I mean, I haven't even looked into this much, but like you hear on the mainstream news now, they're talking about there's a mothership in our solar system that might send out these uh, these pods. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. What the hell? Like, 
what's that about? You know, but I feel like, well, they're saying, oh, Bill Gates is going to bring out another pandemic. They might bring out the Project Bluebeam uh, fake alien invasion or something else, you know? So we just have to be more vigilant and, and even us truth people not be into any sort of group think because we should be against that as we are uh, questioning every narrative and stuff. So I think it's good for, you know, especially people that just woke up not to get into any type of group think with this uh, type of thinking. Man, I agree with you a hundred (laughs) percent. It's like the, it is this unwillingness that we have to, individuate that keeps us stuck the most because as soon as people wake up they begin to look for others who have woken up instead of trying to stand firm in their truth and look at it like okay i don't know how to solve this math problem who can i go to that actually knows how to solve equations and have them explain it to me and then i still have to figure out how to solve the equations on my own in order to pass the test that's how you should be looking at it rather than run into David Icke or, uh, you know, going and, and suddenly you got into Jordan Maxwell and you just, you know, now you've gone way because you've gone way too far down the rabbit hole and it's too much information for you. And you just become the stereotypical crazy conspiracy theorist that's probably going to end up homeless to the average person, you know, but you've yeah. got to, you've got to pace yourself and, you have to really study this phenomenon. You have to study all of it and really get your footing solid before you step forward because that's how we lose a lot of people who are otherwise intelligent and well-meaning. And uh, I didn't want to piss anybody off, but I do tell it like it is. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people who are still trapped in the religion of statism and yes. you know they're a part of the, the patriot party and donald trump is gonna come and save us all and all that kind of stuff and like that's pissing in the wind wondering why you're getting wet i mean you you hit the nail right on the head i've been saying this to people and they just kind of look at me like i i'm i'm crazy and i'm not on the same team as them because i've said that the 15 minute cities thing is another distraction they're priming you for it yes but they have to get you to let your guard down so that they can get in and give you more misinformation to kind of create that reality a long time down the road. Why don't you just focus on taking your power back from people rather than worrying about it? And there are a lot of so-called truth tellers out there and coaches and so-called influencers and all kinds of stuff like that that are hyper-focused on things like that. And that brings me to the point that there are a lot of people out there who are on payroll, they're co-opted. You look at them and they have hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram and stuff like that. And they're saying sort of the stuff that we're saying, but they're taking it a little bit further down the road. And it's like, okay, how are you allowed to say that? And then the smaller guys like us can't really get any likes or follows on anything like we're shadow banned what is that about you know there's so yeah. much there is that yeah i agree i i see that all the time and i wonder that and and i'm not one to so there's a lot of people that are just calling everybody shill and this that person you know and I, i'm not one to do that because i don't know 
And I think it's better to look at the fruits of what people are doing. But at the same time, um, there is a lot of people that have come into this information wrongly. And one of the psyops in the truth community is this Q, QAnon, Trump, patriot following crowd um, that just needs a change in government and everything's going to go away, which is so far from the truth. And it seems like people would know that. Now, a lot of people that came in through Q didn't come in through listening to a lot of the same people we listen to or, you know, read or something. They came in through Q. So they came in seeing some of the truth, but not in the way I would like them to see it anyway. And so you have that, but that, um, again, is there, they're being led by the Pied Piper, so to speak, like they're just being led to, uh, see the, 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 the that somebody's going to do a f- all the work for them. And, and they they still believe in government, even though government's track record is terrible. So what government's suddenly going to become benign when we get Trump in and everything's just going to be okay. I mean, I, I, I've, considered all these things. I like, I looked at Trump carefully not to dismiss it and just totally say, Oh, well it's bullshit. I went down there and I said, Nope, Nope. I don't think that's it. You know, cause I, I it's not, it's definitely not what I want. So, and, and there, there are other psyops in the truth community too. And I piss a lot of people off of my show and I really don't care because I want the truth and I want people I have no say in this community of what should be what, and there shouldn't be that person thinking that way either. But um, the same time, if everyone's fighting amongst mm-hmm. each other, then we're we're getting nowhere, and that includes the flat Earth. I consider that myself a psyop, as I've looked down that road too, and I realize that people are religiously clinging onto a polarized. Uh, view of things. And if you don't believe what they believe, then they can just cut you off. And, and so then again, there's another one that people are like, they're worried about the shape of the earth. I'm worried about what's happening on the earth, you know? And, um, there's been so many people where I'll start talking about like UFOs or start talking about space, which exists. And then they, comment somewhere or anywhere you can go on any video of like a balloon going up in the sky and showing the upper atmosphere and oh the flat earthers it's flat you know and it's like what is this 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 came out of nowhere and we have to really look at these things that just came out of nowhere that suddenly took over and we have to be objective thinkers that's what it is and i i'm just like you know i i've gone i've looked at what they've said i went to the chat forums and i and i really considered it is the earth flat i'm gonna go and check it out and everything showed me that it's not and maybe you know it i i don't know for certain but i'm pretty damn sure and it even if it is even if it was flat why are we fighting about it that's the thing and so and and these people that think the earth is flat or Q all, both of these things is like, have they ever stopped to think about here? They are questioning everything else. Have they ever stopped to think about that? Maybe these things were put into this inserted into this as a psyop, you know, they've never done that. So that's where I sit with those things. And actually that's a show in the future that I'm going to be doing. And I'm going to piss a lot of people off, but I don't really care because I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to, I'm here to help people see the right things. So we're not caught up. 
Chiming yeah, I agree with you. You know, we don't we don't need to be friends with these people in order no. to do things in this world that are going to provide value for them later on down the road. Like Jesus wasn't friends with half of the people that he helped. <laughs> right. you know, not that I want to uh, compare us to Jesus or anything like that, but that, you know, we still don't know that. We still don't know if that's true or not. You know, like that's the thing that gets gets me with that because you can find it's divided right down the line did it happen did it not happen you know was it a fictional story was it a real story is jesus one of the greatest uh conspiracy theorists that ever lived or you know was he a goody two-shoes we don't know there's so much evidence for and against it and that's another rabbit hole that people spend a lot of time chasing and investing their energy into which is what these people want and it, uh, there's so much stuff that becomes a barrier to critical thinking. Like the flat earth thing is one that I talk about all the time with people and they don't really get it. They don't understand that there are people who sit in think tanks all day long, forever and think of the information that they want the society to accept and they have polarized information so they have one opinion they want you to accept and then they have the opposite opinion that they want you to accept as well and they're just very interested in seeing people argue over garbage and um like i said with the truth tellers thing i i'm not really into calling people shills and all that kind of stuff either but you have to learn discernment because there yes. are so many people out there that are claiming to be these uh, these coaches that are going to empower you and you know red pill you, and there's people who claim to be truth tellers and conspiracy theorists and all these kinds of things. And you look at their following, and it's like, yeah, Instagram would never allow you to say that if you weren't somehow co-opted or just being allowed to say that because it's the little guys like us that can't get any traction at all and we're not saying anything differently but what we're doing is we're encouraging people to think critically in a very specific way we don't claim to have all the answers and we're not doing stuff in an alarmist way and if you've noticed it's a lot of the alarmist stuff that seems to get the most traction or it's people who are talking around the issue but they don't have a solution they just want you to click the link in their bio to kind of go to a page to buy a product or a service or whatever and uh, that should be a big red flag to a lot of people and nobody that nobody that's doing this honestly is trying to make any money off of it whatsoever we're all just trying to make sure that there's something left for our kids later on you know (laughs) so think that that's an, uh, a big point that people need to take into consideration because uh, I'm not asking anybody for any money. I know you're not asking anybody for any money. Um, we tend to be the little thorns, you know, those little splinters that are in the foot of the establishment. Yeah. And, you know, you got to realize that um, there's huge power behind that. And so... I would want to encourage people that anything you hear in this podcast and you want to go listen to the Chant It Down podcast and and get more information, if you hear it and you like it, steal it and go 
tell your friends because that's how we get more splinters in the feet of these bastards, you know? And I wanted to talk about, well, say what you're going to say first. Oh, I was just going to agree with you there. Yes. And one thing I just have seen a lot is there is a lot of people that um, seem to be just like, uh, look, I've been doing podcasting for 10 years now, not trying to be famous or popular. Um, I have a full-time job. I mean, I do this on the side and it's a stretch for me to even get episodes out. But um, when I see people just like making lots of money at it, uh, good for them if they're true, but that's fine. Good. But the intention, when I see the intention of people that they just want to get this truth out and it doesn't matter if they make money, uh, it's not a popularity ego contest. I, I find those people the most attractive out there because I, I can tell they're coming from their heart and not just trying to be extremist alarmists. Um, you know, I, I've been awake to all this going on since 1999. I've watched this, this movement kind of go from very grassroots. You had a few big authors like David Icke and Jordan Maxwell, and you had, you know, a few people here and there. And then when this started to gain traction, then there was more infighting and name calling. And as it went along, it wasn't so smooth. And that's when I realized that there's gotta be people in here trying to push in fighting. So you're absolutely right. There are people that are sitting in think tanks that are trying to figure out how they can divide all this because nine 11 truth was a real thing, but it got co-opted. I'm sure it did because it didn't get anywhere and anything that didn't get anywhere. I'm assuming got co-opted because, um, there were, well, I was part of the beginning of maybe like some of this chemtrail awareness at a certain point anyway, not the very beginning, but I knew the, uh, I knew the, the filmmaker, Michael Murphy, who made those two movies I mentioned, what in the world and why are the world I sprang. And I watched that guy go from the spearheader of, uh, this movement to getting hooked on drugs and later dying. And so I can see how these elites, if somebody gets big, such as him, they figure out a way, they figure out your weakness or whatever it was that they got to Michael. I, I don't know. And I've never spoken about this on any podcasts, but uh, just came to my mind is that I think that they got to him and he uh, was um, shut down. And so um, I think we have to really look at those things. We have to really look not at just things like that but at people who are mudslinging and, you know, usually they always say the person that's speaking the loudest usually is the emptiest person as well. So we have to kind of look at all that, you know, I I like this, this objective thinking that you're going with here on this episode, because I think it really needs to be out there. And we, you know, we can't be one movement. We are many people, individuals put together. We can't be everybody, in total agreeance, but we can be agreeants in trying to make this world a better place. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something I, I neglected to say earlier is that when you see things like that online, you really ought to be careful. You really need to exercise your discernment because of, again, the internet, who runs the internet, where it originated from. And the fact that you have these organizations, the CIA, FBI, whatever, who literally invest, I think it's like 20,000 people 
every year that um, are brought up in schools like Harvard and Stanford and all these kinds of things here. They're trained in communications and special ops and all these different things. They're doing all these different, uh, learning all these different coercive techniques and they kind of are paid to immerse themselves into the roles of what we would ordinarily associate an average person into doing, you know? So that's why we have so many people who are like, who are like us, they appear to be average, you know, they might put on a scruffy looking t-shirt or whatever, their home clothes and get on and say things, but they're really saying stuff purposely and they're on payroll. And you kind of have to really, I mean, sometimes it's not even just the fruits of what a person does because they can make a lot of money off of people. I, I see it happen where there's people who make a lot of money off of people and, and actually help them in their lives, but they still, are questionable and things that they say and things that they do in their personal lives aren't consistent with the persona that they put on, you know? And I want to encourage people that when you see inconsistency and incongruency in people's behaviors, what they say and what they do, doesn't line up. Start asking questions about that. Like before you start to follow your next truth guru, (laughs) so to speak, ask a lot of questions about who is this person really? can I really get close to this person to find out what's in their heart? You know, because at the end of the day, it's not about calling them out. It's about going where you can make a difference. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Teaming up with the right people, because if you have the wrong people on your team, all of your efforts will end up being for nothing. You know. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. We have to, we have to team up with, like minds, of course, and it helps for our sanity, but also we have to team up with people that, you know, want to do some solutions and, you know, and, and, and not just be all talk. There's a lot of talk out there and I've seen enough of it, you know, and, and, and there's a lot of mudslinging and I'm, I'm sick of it. I just, I just want people to wake up and, um, that's what I do on my show a lot is I'll go into a deep rabbit hole, but I always come back to simple because simple is going to reach the 99% of people that don't know anything out there. I mean, yeah, I can preach to the choir all day and how all these likes or whatever, but that's not what it's about. It's about, it's about really getting people to understand the simplest in simple form, what's really going on in the world. Because again, like say we've turned our back to humanity's turn its back of consciousness for so long that, uh, we need to catch everybody up on what's really going on before it's too late. And that's, that's been always the, the mission. Um, the, I think that the truth movement, if you want to call it that has never really made a lot of traction because it, it maybe has a less progressive, um, like we can tell people about all the problems and that's important, but we also want to blend it with, I feel like we need to blend it with enough positivity too. Cause if you always just put out darkness, I mean, who wants to be, I get it. Who wants to be in the dark all the time? Like, Oh shit, we're all screwed forever. You know, like, you know, and, and that's nowhere to be either. I think there's, there's a balance between putting out the, this, this message of, what's going on. Yeah, this is going on, but humans are amazing. Humans have a lot of capabilities, you know, and to connect with so much more that we're missing on that, that way too. So, um, that way we don't just, cause this movement has fallen into, I think its own little 
cul-de-sac trap, not even maybe purposely just of saying, you know, all these things that are going wrong without, uh, a bigger picture of, of helping a more holistic view on things and stuff too. I, I don't know. I'm just babbling, but y- you know what I'm getting at? I get what you're saying. It's every, yeah. it's every movement. It's every field has been kind of perverted and, and taken astray, you know, and I've been doing a little social experiment recently because I realized that simple things that I say about, you know, caffeine or, I don't know, the subconscious mind or whatever, it's psychology, it's health. But I realized I wasn't allowed to say it for some reason. And I just decided to bombard the internet with all kinds of different memes and stuff to see what gets traction. And it was a useful experiment because I realized that a lot more people are getting my stuff on their feed than I was aware of. So it's not even so much that, you know, like you said, people will write you and stuff and people write me all the time and and they tell me, thank you for the information you put out there or whatever. I heard you on this podcast and it helped me. And it's like, those are the things that matter the most because if people can take responsibility for something they're doing in their life that takes away from the energy of the establishment and they get more health and more wealth and more vitality and and their fa- their friends and their family see what they're doing and they start asking questions well that's like dropping a bunch of red pills out of a helicopter and a bunch of people pick them up and start taking them you know so yeah. it's it's how do we do that because for some reason it's just it's kind of like taking one step forward and then another day you take 10 steps backwards sometimes and it takes a lot of balls to keep going in a situation like that you know it's like you're kind of drag kind of dragging a plane or something (laughs) on your shoulder yeah well i don't know like from from in my own circumstance i feel like (laughs) um it helps me it, it's kind of like helps me to talk about it out loud, like, and on, on a show it's like therapeutic. Um, so then other people also kind of feel that they need that therapy too. So that then it becomes, um, well then again, you're preaching to the choir, but you know, sometimes all you have to do is say some one small realization, like some of the littler things that us hosts say that we think are, are kind of insignificant, are the most significant things for somebody this first time dropping into to a show and going like, Oh, wow. Wow. I didn't realize that. And then that just sets them off down their path. So sometimes when I, like I set out to do something big and then I say some small things on a broadcast or something like that, all of a sudden I'll get an email about something seemingly insignificant, but some, somehow that seed of awareness struck somebody who just needed that right puzzle piece to come into their life and boom. So that's great. Cause everybody's different. Everybody's an individual. It's just like not one medicine works for everybody. Uh, not one, um, way of getting the truth works for everybody either. So that's another thing to think about too. It's like, um, I might be able to, you know, someone might be able to handle alcohol, but maybe I won't. I mean, I don't, I don't, 
consider alcohol a very good thing. That's a, not a very good example, but, um, you know, like maybe I can drink lemon water here, but somebody else might have a reaction to it. So everybody is different. We're very different human beings. And so one person's message comes in better than somebody else's for somebody too. So there's, it's, it's very varied, but I think, I think just getting people to understand the simplicity is, is, is where it's at because, um, we, you can go down some real deep rabbit hole and try to ask some questions, you know, me and the, uh, a host got together and we did a show about the moon, but do we get any more answers out of it? No, we just put out all the questions and possibilities, but at the end of the day, we don't know any more than we already did through our research. So, but, um, uh, that's just it. It's like, those are rabbit holes and they're fun and it's great to do, but when we get back to this reality and hit home with people, we really need to bring them, hook them with something simple. That's, that's my, my newest way of thinking in this lately. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Um, simplicity is always the best. And, um, I wanted to ask you, what do you, what do you actually think about, this whole debacle in East Palestine. Wow. I haven't looked into it too deeply. The, uh, some of me says distraction, but there's certainly that, that movie white noise. I haven't even seen that that came out about the exact thing that happened. And that's really weird. Um, I'm wondering if, if it's, if it really did happen and I think it did, I mean, but I, I, I don't know, you know, um, cause like I say, there's truth or public consumption out there, but let's just say that it did happen. Let me, let, let me um, jump in here real quick and say that that is a relevant point to bring to people's awareness because there are videos out there from like people's cell phones and things like that. And you got to wonder, is that legit? Cause we don't know any of these people. All of this is right. stuff we kind of have to take into consideration, but it's so easy to see that on Instagram or Odyssey or wherever and, and think, oh, this really did happen. Did it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we weren't there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, who, who even lives, you know, it's a very small town, but let's say that it did happen. Is there a clandestine war going on? You know, I've thought about that. I've looked into that a little bit and I wonder like, so World War III wouldn't look like, wouldn't look like troops on the ground and tanks, what it would look like is, um, weather wars and, um, you know, maybe even possibly beams from space that blow things up. I mean, we don't really know uh, that's a little extreme, but just to say like, there could be a war going on. I was thinking about this the other day that, okay, let's there's, we saw during COVID that pretty much every government is, um, is on the same page. So is there really adversaries? Is there really these enemies? Like is China and Russia really the big enemies out there? They seem pretty unified to me when it comes to a lot of these things that have went on with COVID and everything. I mean, so really maybe there's a war against there. Maybe there's a war against stuff. We don't really understand fully out there. Some kind of clandestine war. I mean, there's been strange explosions all over. If you remember in Beirut uh, about uh, three years ago in Lebanon, there was a huge explosion and they didn't really say what it was. They, they, they kind of had a cover story, but it didn't seem right. It was like a fireworks factory or something. 
And um, you got to wonder if countries are under attack and maybe some of the things they say in James Bond movies are more correct than we think, like that there is such a group called sort of like specter that goes around and is doing this stuff that governments don't fully have awareness of, you know, Um, maybe, and maybe not. I'm just theorizing, but I've been thinking like maybe there was like six train derailments in the United States. There has been like, egg factories catching on fire. There's been food factories catching on fire. And last summer there was two planes that crashed into two different food factories. It's like, whoa, you know, this is a internal attack places. Um, and well, I, I think they're real. So if they're real, then yeah, they're probably trying to take out our food supply a bit. And, um, incrementalism slowly get things worse and worse. That's, one of my thoughts, but that's all I've really come up with about that whole East Palestine thing. It's just, it's very strange because obviously the occult got into it with their pre-programming with that movie, white noise. So something is going on. This dark force has its soldiers out there. I mean, they must be the same people that are spraying our skies too. They're people that work beyond the confines of government. They are people that work for them and maybe they're chipped, maybe they're mind controlled, maybe they're all those things. Maybe they're not even human, who knows, but some there's a force that is beyond what we think of as countries and states and stuff like that. I I believe there's something going on like that. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. I mean, my question all the time is, what is it that I'm not seeing? Because both sides kind of have their own narrative, the truth side and the dark side, if you want to separate it into that. And I wonder, with, especially with the food stuff, I remember being here and they were saying, oh, there's a shortage of baby formula and stuff like that. I never saw any physical evidence whatsoever of that in a country that has to import that kind of stuff. Well, seems like it's flying off the shelf and getting restocked at the same rate that it always has been. Yes. What's the story with that? And now we have the so-called avian flu outbreak with the chickens and there's something very strange going on with that too because you know they only have to say one or two chickens is sick and the government will send in their enforcers to euthanize like 60 million chickens or some shit like that you know and i wonder what that's really all about because chickens get big pretty quickly and you can repopulate your chicken uh like your chicken population relatively quickly yeah chickens are like rabbits they don't go a day without banging you'll have eggs in no time you'll have more chickens in no time so what is the purpose of all of this stuff is it creating fear on purpose to feed off of that energy or is this stuff that's actually going somewhere that's my question. I think it's creating, I think it's the first one. I think it's creating fear because as you know, as you, you live on an Island and so do I, and we rely on importation. And during the pandemic, um, 
they were talking about shortages of this and that. And never I saw never any saw of that it. either. <laughs> no, I never saw it. And if anywhere, us island people are probably going to see it the most. You would think, right? I mean, okay. I ran out of my razor that I normally use. So what? I'll use a different one. Maybe there was, that was just a store I was going to. I don't know. But I'm thinking that they just want to keep us in fear. They just want to, because fear is an energy that is heavy and dense. And if they can always keep people in that, then they're not going to, for lack of, I hate to talk cliche, but vibrate higher. I mean, because really we do vibrate high when we're not in fear. And, you know, it's like a blockade in our brains. It's in, in our spirit. And so with that, I feel like um, they're just trying to get everybody feel that scarcity feeling. Oh, we're going to run out of this and that. I mean, they've been telling people we're going to run out of fossil fuels forever. They've been telling people the world's going to burn up. They're telling people that we're going to be underwater. And it's just like they have to keep that thing going. Um, well, I mean, if they want to take out the food supply, it seems like they could do more than even that too. And, and again, I haven't seen it either. So I'm just thinking it's, it's a fear tactic. Yeah, I agree with you. And there's all this other stuff that we hear about too. Like there's going to be a mass extinction level event sometime soon. And you have thought leaders, I won't name their names, stuff like that, but people in the spirituality community and consciousness research and stuff are saying all this stuff and they've been saying it for like 20 years or so there's going to be this massive extinction level event sometime soon you know and it's kind of like i call it the the mayan phenomenon the 2012 thing because there was a lot of talk about that yeah midnight <laughs> 2012 nothing happened the world's still there and the world's been there ever since so what's going on there you know I think it's just fear. Now there, we are in a crazy time. Like I, I, I don't want people to get too comfortable and think, well, all this is fear. Don't pay attention to it. And yeah, that's true. We shouldn't pay attention to their fear campaigns and what they're saying, of course. But then there is the time that we're in. We're in a massive, I think we're in a big transition. I think society is rotting. I think um, civilization is rotting. And I think that we are in the end of whatever this civilization has is, is it's kind of like hit its limit. Like, you know, like, and the love for your average human being is missing most places uh, there. So, I mean, are we in the time of the end? Like the Bible says, I don't know, maybe are we in the uh, fifth, the fifth world that the Mayans predict or the fourth uh, epoch that the Hopis predict? Possibly, but we are in a transition time, the Kali Yuga. So I do feel we are in a very intense time where things are going to happen. But I did a show about this. I called it, is it the end of the world? And well, when you start to check the boxes and you start to look at what's going on, it's like, are the elites doing it? Yes, pretty much almost every single thing. So they're creating this end of the world or whatever we want to call it. They're creating it. I mean, they're the ones who created society to be, uh, to get de degraded, uh, soulless. I mean, th through media junk food. I mean, that's 
that's from them. It's not naturally humanity going that direction. I think it's from them. Media's rotted people's minds. Look what they've done to the family unit since they put the TV in the household. You can watch the strong man go from being the head of the family and being a, uh, you know, uh, one looking out for his family, in other words, to, uh, to Homer Simpson and married with children, like the dumbass dad, you know, and the mom, the materialistic mom and all this stuff that's gone on since they put the TV in the household. These are results of their manipulation. The earthquakes we're seeing everywhere. A lot of them, I believe are from these ionospheric heaters like harp, uh, the weather craziness. So we can kind of like almost blame all these different little things on them and say, well, they're creating this in in time or whatever. It's not, I don't see too much of it happening naturally. It's all through programming and, and uh, or things that they're doing. So that's, that's something to look at too, but we are, whatever it is, we are in a time of big change. So it seems, seems like, like this, this, what we're in right now can't keep going on too much the same trajectory in, in my opinion. Right. I think we are at a point where something has to give and it's totally going to be between people. Because like you said, there's a lot of respect for your fellow man that is absent at this point. People are just so afraid and they internalize everything and they take everything personally and they're they're just all about themselves. And that's largely due to the media and nothing else, really. People can try to say that it's biblical prophecy and all this garbage, but look at how the Bible ends. It just starts all over again. And that's a good indication as well that don't trust the Bible either. I'm not telling anybody that's going to get mad at this and start throwing shit at their device now because they love the Bible. I'm not telling you that what you believe about that is invalid. It's just that there's always a layer beyond what you think you know. And there's always a layer beyond it. Every book, every theory, every narrative, whether it's the truth or whether it's a lie, there's more to what's being said to you. And you really have to learn how to play the field if you want to get through this thing to take in so much information. I don't know about you. I don't even really research that much stuff. I pay attention to what's coming up for me in my own consciousness and then I ask questions about that and eventually somebody will be like, hey, did you hear about this? Or it'll come up with an email or any number of ways. Like somebody will call me up and start talking about stuff. And I had a feeling something like that was going to happen. I don't know how I knew, but I mostly just mind my own damn business (laughs) and then stuff falls in my lap, you know? Yeah. You you were asking if if I do a lot of research on this stuff. Is that what you were asking? Yeah, like I I just said, I don't don't know about you, but that's what happens to me. And I don't know how much you research stuff apart from trying to make your podcasts and things like that. Yeah, I I don't um, tend to do a lot of like... (laughs) Like I'm, I'm not a media watcher and, and my show, and it seems like yours as well. I'm not a current events show. Like I, I, that's why I tell people you can go back in my archives and, and listen to something in 2014 that's still relevant today. 
I try not to make it so dated. So you're listening to something that doesn't matter. So I've never been like, I tell people don't go to me for the news. You know, um, I, I don't watch TV. I don't like to watch the news. And honestly, I just, I don't really like to sift through. I like to research for the show for concepts that, um, you know, whether it's ancient history or some kind of mystery or, or maybe, you know, anything that I'm focused on, but as far as like, like what's going on in the latest, this and that again, go kind of goes back to what we were talking about, that sort of, uh, public consumption level of things that it doesn't interest me really. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't inspire me so much when things fall in my lap, like you were saying, then I'm like, Oh, well, okay. All right. I, maybe that's, if I'm interested in it, I'll check it out. But if not, then it's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm not here to like look at something that might not matter t- too much later. I, I really, I, it doesn't, it doesn't interest me as much. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So I tell people all the time, I'm not watching stuff on Odyssey and BitChute and all this stuff. I'm not listening to other podcasts and things like that. I couldn't care less what's going on out there. I'm very invested in minding my own business because that allows me, that's what allowed me to see in the first place with fresh eyes that something nefarious is going on out there, you know? I tend to see what other people don't because I'm not plugged into anything. I'm not plugged into any narrative. I'm not waiting on anybody to give me anything down the pipeline to kind of feed on, you know? And then they say, oh, but you have a podcast and you're doing the same thing. It's like, no, you know, I'm just putting the information out there so that you can think. I don't don't listen to my own podcast. I don't care about having a podcast either, really. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is just to help other people who don't know anything that rely on that kind of channel but i don't you know yeah. i think it takes away from critical thinking the more i consume other stuff it takes away from my message it takes away from my ability to see what's really going on and it's kind of like consciousness it just reproduces whatever it observes so why do i want to take in things that are you know not positive yeah i feel exactly the same way as you i i I really don't want to take in to, I mean, there's only so much someone can do too. And, and really we have to go where it inspires us and inspires, you know, the community we talk to, because, um, you know, I, I, I want people to be interested. I, if I'm not interested, then I don't feel like other people are going to be, if I'm talking about something that I'm not passionate about, then I don't feel like other people are going to be passionate about listening because they're going to, they're going to hear the lack of passion. Yeah, I get you. And even on my podcast, I try to, well, for the most part, maybe not in this conversation, but I try to pretend like I don't know anything when I'm talking to my guests, just because I want to put myself in the position of the, the person who's listening to the topic for the first time. What are they going to be thinking? You know, what are, what are they going to be feeling? And try to get the information for them. I'm not really so interested yeah. in that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So is there anything else you wanted to uh, bring up? Well, um, I just encourage everybody to think for themselves. I, I, I'm thinking, I, I really want people to, to, um, to take like what we've been talking about this whole podcast There's sort of a theme we didn't even plan. It's just that there's a lot of people that are group thinking still and, it's not going anywhere. So I just 
really encourage people to think for themselves and, and follow where their heart goes to with this. Cause we have, um, we have a, each have our individual path and, and our heart really shows us, we don't listen enough to our hearts in this society. We're shown through school not to, and we were very left brain and, and, and we have to learn to turn that down a bit, get into our right brain, our intuition, our, our inner visions, and really go with it and, and be authentic human beings and getting away from even what the truth community has you group thinking like, just so we can become more of our individuals. Cause what this, this, all this information does for us is it helps us drop the system. So you, so you drop it off, you drop off all the, the layers and the things attached and it's kind of scary. It's like you're walking on off a cliff, but you'll be caught and met by something so much more meaningful. Once you drop the shallow, foolish things of the system to become a more authentic human, it deepens you and it, and it, and it, you get a better relationship with the creator, you get a better relationship with yourself. So I encourage everyone to just really take the journey into it, but take your individual journey rather than go be another follower of somebody else. <laughs> Man, I couldn't have said that better, actually. So where can we find you? Well, um, any podcast player out there uh, is Chana Down Podcasts, pretty much as far as I know. And um, I have a YouTube channel, Truth Filled Trajectory. I used to do a, I tried to do a, a show, a YouTube show, and realized I just didn't have time called Truth Filled Trajectory. But that's my YouTube channel. I don't post a lot on there, but I'll be doing a live stream later on it. Excuse me. And um, also, I have Instagram, Chana Down. I have, um, uh, She's, I have like just a few followers on, on, um, on, uh, inst or uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, telegram, right? So, but you can join me on telegram, chant it down podcast. And, uh, yeah, um, that's pretty much where I stay. Um, you know, I've, I've joined various things in the past, but that's where I put most of my effort. Just sort of podcast, just like you, I work a full-time job. I do this on the side, but it's something that I hope helps people. And, and, uh, I like to cover a, a wide variety of topics that, that put together a better tapestry of things that, you know, that seem unconnected. I like to put it all together. So I'll cover things all across the board. And I think that's what people like on the show. I do is uh, a big variety and a variety of, of high caliber speakers and stuff like that. So that's, that's what I do. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for being on the boundless authenticity podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. It's always good to meet someone like yourself and just do these kind of things. Cause you know, it, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it, I love connecting with like minds. It that's what one, maybe one of the things I forgot to mention, just one of the greatest things in this community is to start meeting people like this and then audiences connect and people enjoy that, that, that connection. It's, it's something that, something that opens up and um so i appreciate you having me on jayhan all right man well we'll have to talk again soon all right, all right.
You're listening to the Boundless Authenticity Podcast, where we discuss everything related to the evolution of human consciousness. At the very least, people need to understand that the United States builds bunkers, which are basically cities underground every three months. Basically, when you dream, you tap into your subconscious. It is your nocturnal intuition, your creativity and imagination unchained from conscious reason, ego and logic. They're biologically alive, but they have no soul. They have AI consciousness. They can alter your consciousness of the brain if you have a brain. We live in a multidimensional reality. Whether it comes through esoteric information in the spiritual realms or the UFO people experiencers or mainstream through quantum physics and through mainstream science now realizing that parallel dimensions probably exist. We're all spiritual beings. We're all having these human experiences. We've heard that phrase over and over and over. But what does that really mean?